welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome back. I am so happy to be back again this week. Um, a little bit about my week, I guess. Um, I know I keep saying this, but basketball is now officially, officially over. Um, I know I told you my young girls had their last tournament last weekend, um, and then I jumped in to help with the varsity squad, so helped them practice, uh, helped coach at their playoff game, which they ended up losing by two points only. It was such a good game, like a really great competitive game. Um, just couldn't close it at the end, So, but now... All my teams are done playing, so I'm officially, officially done um, and looking forward to slash starting to enjoy some of my extra free time, which is, you know, something new to me <laughs> because just as soon as I opened up some free time uh, toward the end of last fall, I started coaching. So um, I have been getting a little more sleep because my afternoons have been more open. So I've actually been exercising a little more in the afternoon than in the morning, which is like a really welcome change to my schedule right now. And I know I've preached like morning workouts and morning routine and you know, I still truly do believe that that may be one of the best ways. Um, but also, I am just enjoying this little break. Um, and because I have so many afternoons now where I have like an hour or two open, I've shifted my workouts to that, which has allowed me to sleep a little more in the morning or get up and fill my time with other things, like being able to read a little more and catch up on the books that I'm reading because I am in the middle of three books, <laughs> which I never thought would be me because my goal last year was just to start reading more books. Um, and this year I'm in the middle of three books. And I am reading, just in case you want to know, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, that has been a book that I've actually previously read. Um, and I am reading again because there is so much content in it. And even though I'm reading it for a second time, I've definitely um, picked up on some things that I hadn't the first time, or maybe I didn't remember, that I'm listening to an audiobook called Unfuck Your Brain, and that's by Faith G. Harper, which has been a really awesome book as well um, to listen to. And audiobooks are somewhat new to me. Like, I love listening to podcasts, and I have for a long time. And I thought, why not mix in a book? So um, I'm new to Audible, but I subscribed to Audible for a couple months. I'll see how it goes. No, they're not paying me to tell you that, but <laughs> that's where I'm at. I also know that I can download free audiobooks from the library as well. So there's there's that. And then I'm also reading um, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Um, that book is sort of on hold because I started Atomic Habits again, but I'll get back to it. I have just a couple chapters left. So I'm definitely in the middle of three books, um, coming up on finishing them all in the next couple of weeks. And then I will be starting to read something new. So I have a list of stuff to read. I have books at home I haven't read. And I also have some new interests that have been opening up. Um, and so I may start reading about some of those things as well. 
well. Um, to anybody local, I know you've seen me posting about it. I've got a Total Core workshop on the 5th coming up here. It's uh, Saturday, March 5th at the Wisconsin Athletic Club North Shore. Even if you're not a member, you're welcome to come. Just reach out to me and I will help you get hooked up with that workshop. It's going to be an hour of intense, fun workout focused on the core. Um, don't think like sit-ups for an hour. Think functional core training and exercise and just a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to make it a good time, get a good playlist together. Uh, we're going to crank it out. So it's going to be great. Um, I also am still doing some nutrition coaching. So I actually had a new client today uh, for nutrition coaching. And a lot of what we talked about were just making simple swaps, things that you can do really simply to change what you're already doing in small, tiny ways. Uh, and we'll have more to come on that. I actually think I can do a whole episode or maybe more than one episode, but just on the idea of a simple swap and what that means and how I use that in my nutrition coaching. So a whole lot of stuff has been going on, um, but a lot of good stuff, a lot of stuff that I am really enjoying. So today, our episode, we're going to round out our heart health month, even though last week I threw in a little bit of a mindset episode. It's still technically February when this episode comes out, February 28th. So we're going to still talk about heart health. One last episode, round it out. We're going to talk about eating for heart health or heart healthy eating and what that looks like and or, you know, some things that you can look to add into your diet. And when I say the word diet, I hope you always know I don't mean a way to lose weight. I just mean like the food that you consume is your diet, right? Whatever it is that you eat. Um your nutrition plan, even though many people don't have a plan. So I don't necessarily like to call it that. Just your intake, your food intake, okay? Um, now, back in episode 67, just a couple weeks ago, we talked about cholesterol levels and how to eat for your cholesterol. We talked about that in there. And so if you haven't listened to episode 67, go listen to that first because your cholesterol levels have a whole heck of a lot to do with your heart. And I'm not going to be repeating much of what I talked about in that episode. So that's a good place to start if you haven't done that. I know most of my listeners listen to episodes in chronological order, but sometimes people jump around or maybe you're a brand new listener. And if you are, welcome. Thanks for being here. Um, and welcome to everyone, of course. But uh, go back and listen to 67 if you haven't yet. But now we're going to dive into what you need to eat for your heart, what you need to add in and why. And it shouldn't be a surprise, but all of my information came from the National Academy of Sports Medicine, which is where my nutrition coach certification is through, and Healthline.com because they have some just wonderful fact-checked study-based information that is just great. And the way they lay it out is awesome, easy to read. So a lot of the things that I'm reading either are coming right out of the NASM, National Academy of Sports Medicine is NASM, N-A-S-M, um, chapters and some stuff right off of Healthline's website. And I'm going to link um, Healthline the website that I used in the show notes here. So you can go there because there's more on there um, than what I really get into detail with here because some of it is kind of repetitive too. But maybe you want to read a little bit more. So I'll make sure um, I include that in the show notes. Okay, so we are going to start with healthy fats for your heart. Okay, so healthy fats are 
very important, not just for your heart, but they're important for your body to actually absorb certain vitamins. So there are vitamins called fat-soluble vitamins, and they are vitamins that require your diet to have an adequate amount of fat in it in order to process and utilize them correctly. So you need a right amount, the right amount of fat in your diet, things that you're eating to actually help you process and take in certain vitamins. And these vitamins are vitamin A, D, E, and K, and we're going to talk about vitamin K later, but let's talk about some healthy fats, and these are essential fats, meaning that your body cannot make them. So anytime you hear a term like essential, it means it is needed to be added to your diet. It's not something that your body can make. And we've talked about this with protein before, that you have essential proteins, which are proteins that your body cannot make. You have to consume them. You have to eat them for your body to have them. And it's very necessary for your body to have. So omega-3s, you've probably heard of omega-3 and omega-6. We're going to talk about both. Omega-3s are an essential polyunsaturated fatty acid that is found in fish, seafood, flaxseed oil, and walnuts. Now, there are two different omega-3s we'll touch on, EPAs, which is an abbreviation for, I'm going to say this slowly, eicosapentaenoic, eicosapentaenoic acid, right? We always just abbreviate it, EPAs. I'm trying to pronounce it for you. But anyways, um, it's an essential omega-3 fatty acid. And this is found in marine sources, including fish and krill. And it actually serves as a precursor to various compounds, okay? So things that are in in your body that have anti-inflammatory activities, Um, And they also serve as structural components of the brain and eye tissue as well. So you'll see, especially pregnant women, um, really get pushed with EPAs and DHA, which we're going to talk about next. And then we'll talk about what studies show with them. Um, DHA, okay, I'm going to pronounce this for you too, is ducosohexanoic, ducosohexanoic acid. All right, I think I got it. (laughs) Um, the essential omega-3 fatty acid. Um, This is also found in marine sources like fish and krill, and it's highly abundant in your body, in your brain, eyes, and sperm cells. Okay, so DHA is super important for those things as well, but we'll talk about your heart. So omega-3s, particularly EPA and DHA, and no, I'm not going to pronounce them again for you, um, from fish and shellfish, may help decrease the risk of developing cardiovascular disease, decrease the risk of heart failure, coronary disease, and decrease your risk of experiencing a fatal coronary heart disease. So there is some more research that needs to be done to fully substantiate these claims, but the research that's been done so far shows that these omega-3s have a very positive effect on your heart health when consumed regularly in your diet. Now, yes, these omega-3s come from um, fish, shellfish, right? Not all of us can consume fish or shellfish or like fish or shellfish, but there are um, other ways to get these DHAs 
APA, EPAs, sorry, omega-3s into your system. Um, and so if you're someone that's needing to supplement because you don't like fish or you can't have fish or shellfish, that's something to definitely discuss with your healthcare provider and see how you can supplement that because it is super necessary to have as part of your diet. Um, the other essential fatty acid, meaning the essential, you need to get it into your body somehow that the body doesn't produce, is omega-6. Okay, and the primary sources that you can get omega-6 fatty acids from are plant oils like soybean, sunflower, canola oil, as well as nuts and seeds like pecans, walnuts, uh, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, and replacing the saturated fats that are found in meat and dairy with plant-based foods that contain omega-6 fatty acids can be beneficial for the health. So some of these things um, can actually replace some less healthy things that maybe are in your diet. Now, I'm not someone to say don't eat meat or dairy, but we do know that red meats are not the best for us, right? And we do know that occasionally there are people that have issues with dairy products and consuming dairy products. Um, but replacing some of those things with the omega-6 fatty acids that are found from plant-based foods can be beneficial for your heart. Now let's get into vitamin K. Now we said that we need these omegas, omega-3, omega-6, six and other um, healthy fat sources to be able to take the vitamin K that you consume and actually have your body utilize it in the right way. Vitamin K is very prominent in green leafy vegetables, okay? So we can imagine what those are, what those look like, things like kale and deep green lettuces, um, you know, things like that. So green leafy vegetables, Vitamin K can protect your arteries and promote proper blood clotting. They're high in dietary nitrates, which have been shown to reduce blood pressure, decrease arterial stiffness, and improve the function of the cells lining the blood vessels. So vitamin K is really important, but also know the relationship between vitamin K and healthy fats, right? If you're doing a great job eating the green leafy vegetables, but you're not consuming enough of those healthy fats, your body isn't able to absorb those green leafy vegetables or the vitamins that come from them. Um, now, there is one analysis of eight studies that found that increasing your leafy green vegetable intake was associated with up to a 16% lower incidence of heart disease. And there was another study done on women. So there were 29,689 women that showed that a high intake of leafy green vegetables was linked to a significantly lower risk of coronary heart disease. It's pretty amazing, right? Just by increasing the green leafy vegetables that you eat, which I think all of us, the majority of us, could probably do. Now, whole grains. All right, let's talk about these whole grains, right, and why we don't want to cut out carbohydrates from our diet. By the way, green leafy vegetables are also carbohydrates, but we won't get into that right now. <laughs> whole grains. Whole grains include all three parts of the grain, so the germ, the endosperm, and the bran, okay? And that's really important. Examples of this would be whole wheat, brown rice, oats, rye, barley, buckwheat, quinoa. You want to make sure that you read ingredient labels, right? We have an episode about reading food labels. Phrases like whole grain or whole wheat will 
indicate that that product is in fact whole grain. But something like wheat flour or multigrain may not be whole grain. So you just want to be careful um, that what you're buying is actually what you want to buy. Now, whole grains are protective. An extra one or two servings of whole grains per day reduces your risk of heart disease by 10 to 20 percent is really what these studies have shown. Um, And multiple studies, there have been many, many, many that have found that including more whole grains in your diet can benefit your heart health. So there is actually, and this is from Healthline again, um, and again, I'll link the article because you can actually click on the studies and read them too. One of the studies was an analysis of 45 studies. So it was a study of studies (laughs) um, that concluded that eating three more servings of whole grains daily was associated with 22% lower risk of heart disease. So here, okay, at the beginning of the episode, I touched on simple swaps, and I'll probably do that in the next episode or a couple episodes. Um, Simple swap. Can we simply swap out a non-whole grain carbohydrate for a whole grain carbohydrate, right? Like get rid of the refined flour and go to the whole grain and see how that goes, right? And you can lower your risk of heart disease just by making that simple swap. It's really easy to do. Okay, now let's talk berries. Um, This is something lots of people are happy to hear because lots of people love berries. Strawberries, blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, all of those things, all of those really yummy, juicy berries are good for your heart health because they're rich in antioxidants. And antioxidants protect against oxidative stress, which is why they're antioxidants, and they protect against inflammation. And all the oxidative stress and inflammation contribute to the development of heart disease. So one study, again, I'll link the article I got this from, which has a link to the study. Um, 33 adults with obesity showed that consuming strawberries at two and a half servings for four weeks significantly improved insulin resistance and LDL, which is the bad cholesterol. Again, go back to episode 67 to learn about cholesterol. Another study found that eating blueberries daily improved the function of cells that line blood vessels. And an analysis of 22 studies, so a study on studies again, showed that eating berries was associated with reductions in LDL, which is the bad cholesterol. Improvements or reductions or improvements, I should say, in systolic blood pressure, body mass index, which is BMI, and other markers of inflammation. So berries can be, again, another really simple, easy addition. Now, I know they're not always um, in season, but frozen berries are fine to consume as well. So if you're someone who's like, well, I can't always get fresh berries, right? Like I'm up in Wisconsin. We don't get, I can get fresh berries here. I shouldn't say I can't, but there are times of the years when fresh berries aren't exactly the best. Like we have them, but they're not great. They go bad really fast. They're, you know, whatever. You can always go to frozen berries and get the same benefits from them. Um, And frozen berries you can get anywhere, right? Like Walmart, Sam's Club, Costco, Target, Pick and Save. Like wherever you shop, you can get frozen berries there. And they're typically not super expensive to get. Um, The next thing we'll talk about after berries is garlic. And this will be actually the last piece that I give you today um, of heart-healthy things to consume 
Of course, there are more, um, but I picked out some of the ones that I thought were most beneficial, um, maybe easiest for you to pop into your diet already um, and or things that maybe you didn't know. So garlic, um, there is a compound in garlic called allicin, not spelled like allicin, (laughs) the name, but it's A-L-L-I-C-I-N, which has a lot of therapeutic effects. Uh, Okay, we'll go to studies again. One study showed that taking garlic extract in doses of 600 to 1500 milligrams daily for 24 weeks was as effective as a common prescription drug at reducing blood pressure. Let me repeat that. Taking garlic extract in doses of 1,600 to 1,500 milligrams daily for 24 weeks in the study was as equally effective as the common prescription drug at reducing blood pressure. Let that sink in, okay? Another review a study on 39 other studies found that garlic can reduce total cholesterol by an average of 17 milligrams per deciliter. And other studies have shown that garlic extract can inhibit platelet buildup, which could reduce your risk of blood clots and stroke. Now, um, something that is more effective is to consume the garlic raw, which I know isn't the most delicious thing, right? (laughs) But it is very good for you. Or you can crush it up and let it sit for a few minutes before cooking. So if you crush it up and let it sit, um, the formation of that allicin kind of builds up in it after you crush it up and leave it for a little bit and can maybe maximize its potential health benefits. But raw garlic is the way to go if you're truly looking for that um, heart health improvement. So let's talk now. There's no denying, once again, that what you put into your body is what you will get out of it. Am I right? Heart disease is one of the top killers in the United States and worldwide of people, right? Like, it is up there. And it is also something that can be derailed simply by what you put in your mouth on a daily basis. And this still is just mind-blowing to me and brings me back again to why I do this podcast, why I took the changing career um, to personal training, nutrition coaching, you know, all of the things that I do because, oh my gosh, you are in the driver's seat. You are in control. We are all in control regardless of your genes, regardless of your family history. Your heart health is largely up to you. It doesn't matter what you may be predispositioned to be or not. And actually, um, (laughs) there are a lot of studies that show that your genes or your family's predisposition is like the tiniest percentage of what could actually happen to you, right? Um, Of course, there are those rare genes that are more likely um, to affect your overall health than others. But what I am telling you is that if you use the tools that you have, this is free information that I am giving you, um, free information out there on the internet from trusted sources and actual studies that have been done and cited and fact-checked that you are in control of your heart health for the majority, right? Even if you do have a family history of heart attack or stroke, even if you do have high cholesterol that is something coming from your body itself, even if your parents did 
you know, pass away from heart disease or heart attack or stroke. You are in control. You can be in control. Your focus from here, and I hope this whole month, everything that we've talked about has empowered you to know that you can take care of your heart very simply, very easily by how often you move your body and what you put into it. And isn't that the truth about just about everything, right? Your focus from here shouldn't be what should I have less of, right? And that's something, again, I spoke with my nutrition client this morning about. It's not what should I eliminate, but instead your focus is what do I need more of? How can I get more of it? And what is my plan for doing so? What do I need more of, right? Am I eating enough healthy fats? Do I even eat healthy fats? If the answer is no, or better yet, if the answer is like, "Mm, I don't know, it's probably a no. And how can you get more healthy fats? Omega-3s, omega-6s, simple things like adding more fish into your diet if that's something you can have. Maybe taking a supplement if you can't have fish. Walnuts, pecans, seeds, the right kind of oils, right? Um, Soybean oil and, you know, just all the things that we talked about earlier that's something that you could simply just add in, right? It's not what do I need to stop having? It's what do I need to add in? Do I need to add in more healthy fats? Can I add in some more berries into my diet knowing that it's pretty good for me? Can I make a simple swap for a re- from a refined grain to a whole grain? The answer is yes, you can. Can I stomach swallowing some raw garlic? Probably, if that's something that you need or that you feel like you need to add in. Yes, you can. You are in the driver's seat, my friends. You are in control. And I hope that we all start doing a little bit better for ourselves every day. I really hope that you choose to do so. One day, one decision, one meal at a time take care of yourself. It's the only one you've got. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.